Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Say goodbye to staged Instagram engagement photos and gender reveals. Apparently, the OTT days of social media are over. To explain all, we're joined by Nick Eade, pop culture expert from the UK. Hello, Nick. Hi, how are you? Uh, very well, thanks. Uh, you know, I was, coincidentally, over the weekend, I was uh, just flicking through Instagram and there was a video that went up of a girl who was uh, an influencer type and who was taking part in a, the most beautifully staged video of her own engagement <laughs> and she was coming up a flight of stairs in somewhere like Ibiza holding a, a a number of roses and then her fiance was surprising her in inverted commas at the top with this you know proposal and then they hugged and there was tears and it looked like you know they had brought in a director of photography from Hollywood to shoot this thing and I suppose I, I had really mixed emotions about it I was like this is like obviously uh, it, it was like a, a very intimate moment between two people and there was genuine emotions in there. But then I, f- I felt sad for them because the whole thing was so staged and obviously performed for other people who they don't know. It was kind of sad, like that the, the special intimacy was, was sort of wasted or something. But you feel, Nick, that this kind of video that I was watching over the weekend... Maybe it's a thing of the past. Yes, I do. I think, you know, first of all, how many takes did it take to get the perfect uh, Hollywood shot, I wonder, how, how long that actually took them, probably two or three days. Hair and makeup, you know, everything in place. And I think that kind of almost contrived uh, style of posting is really changing. So Gen Z are much more about authenticity and really going back to basics of how Instagram was at the beginning when people were taking pictures of their food or if they got engaged they might have a picture of them holding hands or or their engagement rings and just say our moment was amazing but i think that whole sort of almost epic movie style as you say hollywood style reveal is probably becoming something of the past it's a good thing though isn't it nick because you know um, the one thing i suppose that puts a lot of people off social media is that that fakeness and that you when you see people putting up stuff you, you you know you don't know whether to fully trust it or not well that's the thing you know you look at something like that or you look at sort of a gender reveal where people have spent a lot of money on these amazing balloon skates behind them and the imagery and then they go back to their sort of normal life and and people who you know watch those want to sort of or feel that they have to emulate it it could be their friends family or as you say strangers and they feel that pressure that sort of dysmorphia isn't just about body dysmorphia when we see people working out at the gym and going I need to have a Kardashian body or you know a Chris Hemsworth body you know it's about actual things that are achievable now and things that are more of a statement and also are really more true to your life so I, I completely agree with you that I think it's a much better way of going it feels like it's less uh, well much more authentic less fake and hopefully people will feel much more happy to actually share their stories and feel a bit more normal mm. I think they do that with TikTok more than they do with Instagram and what about the fitness snaps? You kind of touched on it there. Are we going to see an end to perfect people in the gym who never seem to sweat? Well, yeah, I just want to see sweat. 
I want to see sweat on the floor, sweat on their feet, sweat on them, because that's what <laughs> we all do. I, can, I mean, I can look at a weight and I sweat. But, you know, <laughs> the thing is that we want to see that authenticity. We want to see people go, oh, my gosh, I did a workout for 40 minutes and I feel terrible and I feel absolutely knackered and I need to go and sit down rather than say, here we go, guys, I've got no sweat perspiration. I look fantastic. Here's my wonderful athleisure. I'm just going to have a protein shake. That is not the real world. Yeah, well, I, I think maybe myself and Dave, my co-host, had a, a bit of a head start on that authenticity. Dave is the only person I've seen in a gym who actually made a sweat angel on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was possible, but he managed it. Um, what about those filters, those beauty filters that you see used a lot? Well, I think, again, we all know that this isn't a real person and the beauty filters can feel very, very contrived. I mean, you know, somebody who is a, is a filter queen at the moment is someone like Madonna, who only filters herself. Everybody around her obviously doesn't have a filter on them and it looks completely yeah. fake and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like they're real and they're so completely airbrushed that it's just not an authentic look of somebody. And I think, again, with sort of the Gen Z... Um, sort of generation coming in they're much more about people having warts and all pimples stretch marks and going you know this is my face I'm happy with it I don't need to uh, look different and also the other is you know dating people it's kind of like false advertising you know people say have a look at my instagram and you know you don't look like your instagram if you've completely filtered yourself so take the filters away let people fall in love with you and your personality and who you are and i think everybody will be much much happier you touched on it for a moment there tiktok being different to instagram how, how is tiktok different do you think in how people portray themselves well i think tiktok is a kind of um, well, TikTokers are almost or almost mini investigators of journalists. You know, they really dig deep into things. They'll look at beauty products and they won't just look at the way it's packaged. They'll talk about what's inside it. They'll talk about the benefits of it. And they are much more analytical. And in many ways, it's really refreshing. I mean, if you look at things like the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial, you know, people were losing TikTok to actually understand exactly what the legalities were because so many TikTokers were actually sort of, sort of uh, delineating it and sort of making sure that people knew exactly all the key points. And I think that's really quite exciting. I mean, it can be a little bit difficult because they can be uh, sending out some maybe false information, but it's also a really interesting thing and you get these great hacks, etc., which I find quite stimulating and also quite fun. Mm. Um, isn't social media, though, I mean, we're never really going to remove the, the sort of weirdness or, or the element of self-obsession out of social media. I, I always think if... if a comparison that I, I use in my head is that if we went back to, say, the 90s and you had been on holidays and you got your photos developed, when you came home, you would show your photos to, you know, maybe your family and a couple of friends if they were around. You would yeah. never walk into a bar uh, full <laughs> of strangers, take out the holiday snaps and say, OK, guys, this is me on the back of a donkey. And, you know, here's me by the pool having a cocktail you know, as long as we continue to put our lives on display to people we don't know, it's still weird. Yes, it is weird. But I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, I look at, if you look at likes, if you think about uh, Abba, for instance, who used to get around about 500,000 letters a, a month written to them, fan letters over a few years. You know, mm. that's a lot of letters. That is basically like likes that we have now on Instagram. You know, it's the same thing. They're fan letters, comments are fan letters. So 
it's we, we we it's just an evolution. But I completely agree with you. You know, you wouldn't go to the local pub. I wouldn't go to Tesco and say, <laughs> "Hey, here's the way I went on holiday." But weirdly, <laughs> the people in Tesco now know where you went on holiday. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the stuff you do for charity, which ironically you do a lot of it through social media, because you know, yes. social media, if you know, even though it does have a lot of negatives, it can be extremely effective uh, for getting messages out there. And if those messages are positive, uh, then you know that is um, something to be welcomed. So, what kind of charity stuff are you involved in, and how has social media helped you do that? Well, I have a charity, my own charity, which is called Style for Stroke, which is a charity which empowers people to learn more and educate them more about what stroke is, because I feel that a lot of people associate stroke with uh, people who are quite old, etc. But if you look at people like Amelia Clark, the actress from Game of Thrones, Jessie J, uh, Hayley Bieber, they've actually all suffered from brain aneurysms at quite a young age. So Style for Stroke uses fashion as a way of educating and raising money and awareness. And we use social media to get celebrities to wear the t-shirt to promote it to hopefully encourage people to buy the t-shirt but also create conversation and i think uh, social media can be used in a really positive way if we can create great conversations which can hopefully stimulate and raise money and awareness for lots of things which are going on at the moment yeah come on nick uh, pleasure to talk to you where can people uh, find you on social media and send you very authentic and real pictures well, and messages they're authentic things if they go at Nick Eid N-I-C-K-E-D-E I can't wait for your comments I hope they're just all nice <laughs> of course they will be Nick <laughs> pleasure to talk to you thanks for chatting to us uh, on a Monday morning thank you take care see you bye bye Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am today